Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hello, this is Lydia, the Lifestyle Code, and we are ending eating disorders using nothing but your brain. Yes, yes, yes. And every single one of you have a brain, so it's wonderful because that means that if you struggle with food and you have a brain, then you can be done with the struggle with food. And when we talk about the struggle with food, we're talking about binge eating, bulimia, overeating, yo-yo dieting, body hate, food obsession, all that jazz, you guys. And we're just going to have a little bit of a, a chat today about what's really happening right now. Like, you know, there's something that we're all moving through. It's been a really hard time for everyone in some sort of way. And so I just wanted to be here with you guys today in what what is happening in the world, um, how that impacts us, and then how to really, in strength, come from a place where no matter what our struggle is, that we can be able to make it more bearable and more doable and actually benefit from it. And that's one of the really beautiful things on the other side of you know, the struggle is that you actually get to benefit from the hard things that are happening instead of just feel pummeled down by them. And so I'm really excited to connect with you guys today. Um, this year has been really difficult in a lot of ways. Like there's coronavirus, like we are in a worldwide pandemic where all of us have been impacted in some way, whether it's the, the isolation that we're in and the people that we can't see whether it's the constant fear of that it would happen to us or somebody that we love, or that we've already seen people or been close to people who have been impacted by this, whether having gotten sick or having gotten ill or having died because of this. I know that like we personally are connected to people who have passed away from coronavirus. And it's something that just feels like just this whole new world of out of control and not quite sure how to be safe and not quite sure what to be concerned about and not quite sure what to do. And it just seems like thing on top of thing on top of thing. Um, you know, I know that a lot of, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have lost, you know, businesses. They've, you know, had things that they've built over years and years. They just don't have anymore. You know, people's plans for what they were going to do, you know, the, you know, the trip that we were waiting for the right time and saving for the, um, the experiences of going around the world and waiting for the right time. And now that just seems so out of reach, the canceled vacations, the changed plans, the different family dynamics, the not knowing when we can, you know, see, you know, people again, who it's safe to visit. Um, I know that, We've had so many even amazing people in our world that we have a lot of, you know, nurses and doctors and healthcare professionals that come to us because they, they struggle with food and we help them to get to the other side of that. But we've just firsthand 
I just heard so many stories of amazing nurses, you know, advocating for people to be able to see their loved ones in the hospital as they're dying from coronavirus and it's not always possible. And sometimes people don't get to say goodbye. But can you imagine not getting to say goodbye with the last opportunity that you ever have to see someone or worried that, you know, even if it's not impacting you personally that, well, you don't know exactly what you've been exposed to and so and how careful you could have been or should have been and so should you go and see these people or these relatives and i mean what would that be like to live with that you passed on something deadly to someone else that they died because of something that you passed on like there are questions coming up for all of us there are considerations coming up for all of us that have never come up to us before we took being able to see smiles for granted we took hugs for granted. We took being able to be in a room with other people. We didn't know that that was something that we would lose so soon and so suddenly. Um, you know, the events that we used to go to, the way we used to connect with friends and make new friends. I know that with there is there is a kind of loneliness when you're in a room of people and you feel alone. And then there's another kind of loneliness where you don't even have the option to feel alone with other people. <laughs> where it's just really alone. And I know that, you know, people need people. So it's been, it's been quite the year so far. And it just seems like one thing after another happens. There's so, so many hard and difficult things going on right now. And what I wanted to chat with you guys about today is that we are incredibly strong and resilient people. We have done so much and we absolutely can do hard things. We can do hard things. We have all been through so much and we're here because of incredibly huge trials that we've overcome. But everyone has their limit. If you have somebody that is extremely strong and you give you know weight to hold up, right? It's one of those long bars where you put the weights on the end and you know, you start out with a certain amount of weight and it's like, I'm strong, I can hold this, like no problem, I can do it. And then you add on more weight and it may be a little more strenuous, but you're strong and you can do it and you add on more weight. No matter how strong someone is, there is a limit to how much they can carry, how much they can hold. And one thing that I just wanted to reach out to you guys and really be with you in is that having this struggle with food, like every day waking up not knowing what you're gonna eat or if you're gonna eat something you told yourself you wouldn't or if you're gonna go out of control with something, of feeling so out of control with your thoughts, of thinking about food all day, every day, of the exhaustion from all of the emotional anguish spent on the guilt and the shame from the last binge and how am I ever gonna stop this? with all the time that it takes to research, well, maybe this is it and maybe that is it and maybe this is a solution and I'll go ahead and I'll, you know, listen to 10 episodes of this podcast and that's 10 hours and I'll listen to all these videos and then that's five hours and I'll read these books and then that's another 14 hours. And then the things that we lose out on, like not being present with the very people that we love because we're thinking about food or because food is right over there and then feeling broken and feeling like we're, you know, beyond fixing and then experiencing all the guilt of that, then it creates this baseline of burden and weight and stress that we're carrying 
that is more than people who don't have that struggle. Normal eaters, where food is a non-issue, where they don't even think about their bodies, where they just have the same wardrobe of clothes that they fit for a lot of years and they get new clothes because they wear out, not because they grow out of them, that have like 10 hours more in their day <clears throat> and 80% of their mind more than somebody who's struggling with food, like they can do a lot of hard things because they just have more capacity to. But when you have an eating disorder, when you have this struggle with food, there's like this weight that you never ever put down because you wake up with it and you go to bed with it and you wake up in the middle of the night with it and it's already there. So it's like, you know, if somebody can, you know, lift a hundred pounds and then you put, you know, some more weight and, you know, maybe they, they can, they can take more weight because all right, like I can, a hundred is my limit, but maybe I can take a little bit more. But when you're already at your limit, when you're already at, I can't stand this and this is so hard and I'm so exhausted and I can't believe I'm having to do this every single day. When you're already at your max weight, when you can't hold anymore and then your state is on fire and then somebody that you know is living with coronavirus and you don't know if they're going to survive it, you didn't have a lot of room. You didn't have extra spoons. You didn't have this space left where, well, I'm carrying around a certain amount of burden and then when hard things happen, good thing I've, I've got a, a reserve of, well, I can, I can hold more weight for a little while. No, you are already maxed out because this problem with food took so much from you. So when the hard things happen, it tips us over the edge. This is the, the snappiness, the moodiness, the, our kids being afraid of us, our partners walking on eggshells around us, because it seems like the smallest things set us off. And it's just because we were already at capacity. And that was the last straw. That was the very last thing. And then you add really big things like what have happened this year and there's a lot of suffering. And what's difficult on top of that is the very thing that is taking so much burden and so much of our life and so much of our capacity is the very thing that we've trained ourselves to go to to try to feel better. There were some of us that thought we were okay. There were some of us that thought that we had healing from our struggle with food because we had been managing it barely, because we could get through the day without binging, because we could control everything, because we could work out enough to cancel the extra calories that we were eating out of control, because we were making the food plan. Here, here is the gift, is that a lot of us, or some of us thought that we were doing okay because we were spending so much energy managing this issue with food that we, tricked ourselves into believing that we were okay because we could barely manage it from day to day. And then we have something like global pandemic or something big happened in our life. And the gift in that, you guys, is that you get to see your reality. Instead of believing and just 
getting by and trying to control everything for the rest of your life and thinking, well, at least I'm managing it every day, spending your whole lifetime managing it. When big things like this happen, you get to see what the reality is, like where you're actually at. And for a lot of us, we found out we're not okay. We're not okay. We couldn't handle it because what we tried not to do, maybe you went for a few months without binging, or maybe you, you know, got your weight stabilized for a little while and now it's all back. It all came back because you reached that capacity where it was too much. There was too much stress. There was too much emotion. Hard things happened. And it is important to know that you're not okay because you weren't okay before and you were spending your whole life trying to convince yourself that you were. And it is a gift to know that you're not because as soon as you know, actually, I'm not over this. Actually, I'm not okay. Actually, the thing that I thought that I had under control, I don't. That moment of reality is when you can start fixing it for real. It's this beautiful and important turning point where you can see clearly, oh, I'm not okay. If you can be triggered, and I'll put that in quotes, triggered by hard things happening, if you're okay as long as you don't have stress, if you're okay as long as you don't have sorrow, if you're okay as long as you don't have hard things happen, you're not okay. You're just white knuckling it until you can't anymore. Okay, healed from this means you can do hard things and hard things can happen and nothing can make you binge. Nothing can make you hate yourself. Nothing can make you overeat. Nothing can make you out of control. That's true freedom. And that's not just some fantasy. That is what we've seen over and over and over, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, where it doesn't matter what's happening, nothing can make you binge when you don't have the problem anymore. So take that for the gift that it is. I know that it's not easy. I know that it's difficult. See the gratitude in that and be like, I'm so glad to know that actually I wasn't okay because you can't fix a problem that you don't think is a problem. And when you have that clarity of I'm not okay, then you can start finding the real solution. You can start finally doing what's going to work. And that is the gift. When things are truly fixed, when you don't have the desire to do them anymore, then you can have hard things happen in life and it doesn't make you wanna do that. Like some of us used to suck on a pacifier to be have comfort. How long has it been since, oh wow, well, you know what? Now as a 40 year old woman, when things get hard, when things get really hard, I just go out of control and I get my pacifier out of the drawer and no, you don't do that anymore. You don't do that anymore because you don't have those connections in your brain anymore. That's not what you do for comfort. There's nothing that can happen that makes you want to curl up and suck on a pacifier and have your blankie again. You grew up, you deal with things in a different way. You don't have the desire to do those old things anymore. And that's exactly how it works with the struggle with food is that when you change your brain around it, when you don't have that connection anymore, then no matter how hard things are, it doesn't make sense to binge. It doesn't make sense to overeat because that's not how you do things anymore. And it's like this like unfamiliar feeling of like, like, man, I can't quite imagine what that was like. This is the sort of thing that we hear all the time. We had an amazing, amazing woman go through our program where her mother was near death in the hospital and she was having to drive to see her in the middle of the pandemic over and over and over. And she said, this is one of the most difficult things that I've ever experienced. And I come home and I used to binge all the way home. 
with hard stuff like that. Like I'd go and I'd see them and then I'd binge all the way home because I was so stressed. She's like, I just went to bed and I didn't even realize until the next morning, it never even occurred to me. Why would I eat a whole bunch of ice cream because my mom is sick? It doesn't even make sense. Didn't even occur to her. We've had people with their parents pass away. We've had people with their children pass away. We've had people that have tragically lost things. We've had people who have lost careers after decades and don't know where their next one is coming from. We've had people lose relationships. We've had people lose jobs. We've had people in all sorts of situations. And this is the beautiful thing in that. That yes, that is hard. No, that is not easy. Yes, our hearts break for them and with them. And they get to say, and eating a bunch of food over it didn't even occur to me. Didn't even occur to me. It used to occur to me every time. It used to be a compulsion every time. It used to be that I had no idea what I would do to stay in control when hard things happened because I would be in the kitchen before I even had a chance to consider something other than that. And it didn't even occur to me. And the power in that moment of knowing that hard things can happen and it's not connected with food whatsoever is such an incredible, incredible celebration. And here's the other really beautiful thing about that is it is an incredible feat. It takes a lot of strength to have an eating disorder. You are using 80% of your brain thinking about food all the time. You're spending all this time, all these hours in your life trying not to do it, trying to track things, trying to track triggers, recording things on your app, all the calories, all the calories, all the calories, all the extra working out, all the extra worry, like spending hours in your closet because everything looks horrible because you're so uncomfortable in your body. It takes so much work, so much effort, so much emotional capacity to have an eating disorder that when you can do that hard of a thing, it, it's a really hard thing to do. And when you don't have that in your life anymore, when your eating disorder is gone, you feel like you have superpowers because you were dealing with everything in your life on top of being at 99% capacity of already dealing with this really hard thing with food. And now you get to deal with the stuff in your life with 99% of your capacity back. It feels like superpowers. You have so much of your mind back. You have so much of your energy back. You have your health back. You have your time back. You have yourself back. You have your identity back. You have your joy back. You have your ability to be present back. You get to fill up your well. You're not drained all the time. So the wonderful thing about being on the other side of this and having freedom is that no matter how hard things are, you not only can deal with them, but you can deal with them and have bandwidth left over, have strength left over, have energy at the end of the day, be able to not get a great night's sleep and you're still fine because you've got a big cushion. You've got like lots of capacity because the thing that used to take up so much energy is not there anymore. That is the fun of it. That is the fun of it. So with the hundreds and hundreds of people that we freed from this, like they not only can do hard things, but they can do them in better ways than they ever have before. We have had so many of our clients and grads celebrating that they thought that 
quarantine and worry and like this pandemic would be difficult. And it's like their lives are easier than they've ever been because they don't have their eating disorders. They're like, this is amazing. I have like all of this extra food in my house because we don't go to grocery shopping that often. And we get all of this takeout because, you know, we're just like, you know, trying to stay at home and like, I am so lonely and things are so hard and it's easier than it's ever been. It's easier than it's ever been because now I'm just dealing with these little real problems, even these big real problems, but they're not dealing with all of the extra problems on top of it that they don't have anymore because of food. It really is like this amazing superpower. So you guys might've seen our freedom story with Katy. Just, it came out just a little while ago. And I mean, Katy is phenomenal and she can totally do hard things because she's had an eating disorder for decades and decades and decades. And now that she's free and she doesn't have an eating disorder anymore, like her life has gotten hard. Not because she doesn't have an eating disorder, just that's the way that reality happened for her. Like she talks about on our freedom story, she's had hard things happen with her kids, her relationship, even with her dog. Like she's had hard things happen in, in life, like with her career, with her health. Like it's like everything happened all at once. And this is what she said in the freedom story. She said, and I've never been happier. I've never been happier. Because now Katy gets to live in a world where her happiness isn't determined by her circumstances and isn't determined by her eating disorder and how that's going. She's free from it. She doesn't have an eating disorder anymore. Her struggle is not connected with food anymore. So now she gets to face all of these things head on with joy, with gratitude, with empowerment. Things have never been harder. I mean, the eating disorder was really hard, right? But just like life circumstances have never been harder and she's happier than she's ever been. So it's that principle of, you know how runners will train at altitude? Like they'll go up in a high altitude where the air is thin and they'll be training at altitude, right? Like they'll be running where the air is really thin. So it makes it more difficult. It makes everything more difficult. It makes breathing more difficult. It makes replenishing oxygen to your muscles more difficult. It makes running more difficult. And then on race day, then they go down in altitude to where the air is plentiful and the, like the altitude is lower. So, and it just feels like they're flying because they trained at altitude. They trained on purpose with weights on where the air was thin, they, everything was harder when they trained. So that on race day, when it was time, then it just felt so much easier because all of these obstacles were gone. The weights were gone. The air was so incredibly abundant and it made it all just so easy. That is what it's like. Living with an eating disorder is like training at altitude. <laughs> Like it's really, really hard and it's really, really difficult. But then when hard things happen and you don't have an eating disorder anymore, then you're flying. Things are so much easier. And it's not like you don't have problems. Like life is hard, hard stuff happens. It's been a hard year for all of us, but it can be the best year. This can be the very best year you've ever had because now you're down at sea level, right? Like now, you're not having to use all this capacity for an eating disorder where you can have leftovers and not binge on them when you can be able to stay up and have wonderful conversations and connect with people and not think about food be present in your life be happy like and that you don't 
have to go on some restrictive diet that's just going to start the cycle over that's been going for the last 40 years. Like, that's what you get to do if you get free now. And there's no better time. I know that it's a hard year. But if you wait until things get easier to fix this problem, you will wait for the rest of your life because this problem will only make things harder and harder and harder. So it's about drawing that line in the sand of right now and saying enough is enough and truly fixing this problem. The first step is to get the foundation of freedom. Now we do that through a process called a breakthrough session where we, it's one-on-one. -on -one. This is not like in some big group or you listen to some recording, like this is about you individually. Like we are willing to take that time because that's what works is that one-on-one -on -one, because this isn't in generalities. This is about you. And what you can do is you can book a free breakthrough session to get that foundation of freedom. You're going to go to lydialifestyle.com slash session. That's lydialifestyle.com slash session. And in that session, what we are going to do is we are going to work with you one-on-one -on -one to get you the foundation of freedom of looking at exactly the pattern of what is happening right now and how it's impacting you and exactly what freedom is possible for you on the other side of this and really truly what you want. And then we're going to show you how to bridge that gap. And if we can get you to the other side of this, then we will show you how. We'll be really clear on next steps of how to solve this. And if not, then we'll know where to best direct you from there. But either way, you're going to have that foundation of freedom. That is always the first step. In every freedom story that you guys have seen, every single one of those people that are getting to say, I don't have an eating disorder anymore. I'm free. Like I thought I was broken. I thought that nothing could ever change. And now I don't even think about food. It's a non-issue. I'm a normal eater. They all started with getting this foundation of freedom. They all booked a breakthrough session. That is how everyone starts when they get free from this. And you can do that. And we are going to work with you so that you can get the rest of your life back. That this was the year, one of the hardest years ever, that you fixed one of your biggest problems. How fun is that? And I'm so excited for you guys in that. So this is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to lydialifestyle.com slash session. That's lydialifestyle.com slash session, where you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work, no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Mwah!